and welcome to the Fence End podcast. Uh, Simon here, and I'm joined by Fraser. Hi, Fraser. How are you? Evening. All good. All good. I say evening. Uh, it might not be evening when you're listening to this, but <laughs> true. Uh, yeah, yeah. Evening. This is when we're recording it. So. Yes. Hello. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. So we'll we'll kind of uh, review the Ipswich nil nil and the the Pompey one nil. Go through a few bits and pieces, and then preview MK away and Peterborough at home in the next two games. So uh, I suppose first things first, Ipswich nil nil. Good result for you, do you think? Um, the funny thing is, right, is that at the start of seasons, well, the start of certainly of the last two seasons, you, you look at, um, who's, uh, you look at the teams you got coming up this year, you say, oh, who's in our, who's in our division? And when I've seen Ipswich Town, you instantly think, well, that's, that's going to be a tough game. You know, Ipswich Town, especially at their place, um, and I don't know, it's, it, it never turns out to be the case that it's a tough game, but... I think what have we? What's our record now? That's three times we played them in this kind of last two years, and we've drawn, drawn one, I think, I think uh, or so. drawn yeah, one, we, drawn, I think. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't know. It's it's. I always feel like it's going to be a tougher game, and then it's not. And mm. it, but it was kind of a disappoint. I think both sets of fans were probably disappointed with their team's performance. That's probably we, fair to say. I guess as well, we've been lucky in a way of when we've played them, both in terms of our form and their form. Like last season, yeah. they started really well um, and then started to fall away. I think we would have played them during a period when they were playing quite well or just getting towards the end of a period of playing really well. Game was postponed because they had international call-ups. We yeah. ended up then playing them that horrible night game where it tipped it down with rain oh god uh, yeah yeah and then at the end of the season when they were falling apart and we were going well we went there and we got no it was about this time last year wasn't it i think we played them similar weekends but we were just hitting a run of form they were struggling we we got a good result there and a little bit with this season they started really well again and we didn't and they were one of those they were the first game after the swindling game where the, the, that long run that we went on, they but that was the first game in that long run when we drew nil nil. We kind of set a bit of a marker, and it, and now are we on a poor run of form? Are they, you know, it's another nil nil. But you're right, you, you know, I'm I'm of an age where I remember the Ipswich sides that were in Europe, nearly winning the the old first division under Bobby Robson, and had a great side, a really sort of free flowing footballing side that I think for a lot of people it was almost like their second team you know they they were a, a good side to watch you know they weren't one of the big boys but they they were great to watch you know for in my mind they're still a big team so to to get you know two points off yeah. from unbeaten against them this season it's not too bad I don't think yeah and you know you talk about Ipswich of old I remember once I was uh listening to talk sport and Alan Brazil was on. My dad mm. said, oh, he, uh, he used to play for Ipswich Town. To which my first thought was, Alan Brazil was a footballer. I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, And there's quite, my dad's a Scotsman, so that's quite insulting mm. to him. Um, but, uh, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's um, yeah, it's strange. It, it, they, they kind of, I don't know if they've got a bit of that syndrome, a bit of a Sunderland Charlton thing going on mm. where they're obviously, look, none of us can deny and I know this isn't how football works, but if every team was placed in order of how kind of big they are as a club, Ipswich would be above League One. I don't really think we'd uh, 
there's not a lot. I don't think there's a lot of debate in that. Um, yeah. Yeah, but you know, it's that isn't how football works, and I mean, um, th- they strike me as I don't know. Maybe they're a bit of a club. I don't know why this has become the Ipswich Hour. <laughs> <laughs> this is an Oxford podcast. I remember yeah. that, but yeah, I, I, they kind of strike me as as. I don't know, they, they, they've never offered anything, I don't think, in any of the games I've seen us play against them in. But it was, yeah, I thought Oxford dis- Oxford's performance was, was pretty disappointing. Mm. Um, so much so that that game was five days ago, and I can hardly, I watched it, and I can hardly yeah. remember much, I can't remember much from it, you know, it's... But you see, we're talking about where Ipswich should be, or where, where we kind of imagine them to be in the whole sort of scheme of football that can lead us on to our Oxford, certainly within League One. Are we about where we should be? That's a silly thing to say because you you are where you deserve to be because of the results that you've got on the football pitch. But, you know, are we flattering? uh, Is eighth flattering for us? You know, you look at form uh, and after the last couple of games, you know, a lot of fans maybe have overreacted to, to a defeat and a draw and not scoring a goal. And kind of gone. Well, that's it. We're we're bang average. We're mid table. Da da da. And it's like, do you look at our form as two defeats in five, or do you look at our form as two defeats in fifteen? It, it's you know what I mean. It, I, I guess we won't know what form we're in the middle. We won't know what we're form we're in the middle of because we we've got to play games now to see whether this is going to be a blip. And I guess we need to be four or five games down the line to, to look back and go, no, it wasn't a blip. And, and those that, you know, and, and we've hit a poor run of form or no, that Ipswich and Pompey game were a blip and we've gone back on a good run of form again. It's that's football, isn't it? But I, we, you know, we are where we deserve to be, but I think there was perhaps an overreaction to the result. Those last two results from some fans, do you think? Yeah. I mean, look, the, um, uh, Dave OUFC on Twitter posted. I don't know if you saw. Um, I think it's the historic average league uh p- finishing position of each right. of each um uh, uh club in the EFL. There's a few anomalies because it kind of includes Forest Green Rovers, who their sample yeah. I think is about four seasons mm. or three seasons, and then you've got up at the top. I think. I think it's either Liverpool or Man United, and theirs is about seventy-five or something. Mm. So, but there's a general kind of thing in there of 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 where clubs have usually finished in their history. I think ours was high end League One, uh, like the the top third of League One. I think it was around there. Yeah. Um. So you know, I guess when you you know, and and Christ, that really is looking at the bigger picture. But uh, <laughs> um, yeah, that's you know, form, the, isn't it? Is yeah, it? That really yeah, is. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. You know, but you know, it's it's a it's a fair point, and it, it absolutely is. And uh, you know, and um, in terms of the reaction to the last two games, I, I think as with a lot of things, um, it's not a black and white argument. You know, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of different arguments to this that, um. Do some fans overreact? Absolutely, they do. And this, you know, this is all my opinion. This is a podcast. It's a thing of opinions. But um, do do some fans overreact? Of course, they do. Um, however, I I don't think there's anything wrong with pointing out that we weren't that good in a particular game, and and that that it, it it's slightly unfair for that to be met with. Well, you aren't a real fan then, and you're dissing the club. Uh, look, look. And I mean, you know, I'm not saying that a lot of people are doing that, but there seems to be this thing that 
You can't possibly say something without the textbook. It's become a bit like politics. Mm. <laughs> you can't yeah. say one thing without the textbook other side saying the usual line back and round yeah. and round we go. Look, we've as you say, we've lost... I, I would personally look at it as we've lost two games in 15. I don't think the form is suddenly going to go out the window. We don't... You know, some people have made the point that um, if you look at who, we, who our run was against... Um, the teams weren't that good, and I've said that on this podcast before. You know, as a as a as a an observation of what the opposing argument may be to someone saying that we're in a really good run of form. Mm. However, you know, all the cliches come in now. You can only play whoever's in front of you, um, and it's still winning games of football. You know, we aren't we aren't an absolutely elite club, and we also aren't you know cannon fodder. We're 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 a pretty good solid league one side who's got a shot at the playoffs yeah. so any any win i don't think you know to say well yeah but that win was against uh, bristol rovers or or so and so and you know it, well i <laughs> i don't really think that carries a lot of that carries a lot of merit that kind of argument because we all sign up to league one at the start of the season the 24 clubs go into it and is anyone really moaning about where the points come from i, no. <laughs> I could get <care> less <laughs> no absolutely and and it that perhaps takes me on to a, to another point where we start the season quite slowly. We hit a run of form. The We've brought in some players. We've had a couple go out on loan or we've sold. And is it just that it's taking... I, I, this is something I put out on social media after the game against Portsmouth where, you know, hands, it wasn't a great performance. We, we, we just look like we need to get back to... Or keep keep trying to do what we want to do in terms of how we play. Let's not sort of throw the baby out with the bathwater and go, no, two games, let's change it. Or we, we need to keep doing what we want to do and what we're trying to do. Have faith in the system and, and the and the formation and all that sort of stuff. And and allow the, the players that have come in to, to sort of bed in. You know, we've I mean, I know Winnell came to us in the summer, but he's really only started playing much sort of since. Yeah, he's almost like a new signing, just getting used to him playing. Brandon Barker, you know, Elliot Lee. We've got players who've come in who who look good, clearly talented footballers. And it might just take a, a little bit longer for them to click and really get to know how we play. Because the way we play is... It can be quite intricate. You know, we need to know, OK, if you've got the ball there, you know, make that run. I'll find you that sort of thing. You know, we've, we've talked in the past about the way Wickham played in the playoffs. It's easier to get back into perhaps a more simple way of playing the game. Um, it's easier to coach. It's easier perhaps to play. And we just perhaps are in that point where they, they the players need to keep faith with how we're trying to play. The new players bed in. And we go on to another run of form, hopefully. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I mean, it's it, it, if you get a chance, anyone listening, uh, if you haven't seen that thing that Dave posted, it's really interesting to see where all the clubs lie and 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 how many seasons they've had and and what their average is. Um, yeah, it's it's, it's mm. great. You should check that out. Hi, Dave. Should... Oh, I've said, hi, Dave. I've said I've said hi to someone before Tim. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Uh-oh. Tim. Hi, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> hi, Tim. Now, there's never been an agreement that I couldn't do that, Tim. If you check our contract, <laughs> now don't. There's nothing going on with me and Dave. Don't try and. <laughs> I should probably move on to the next thing. Uh-oh. We will. We'll move yeah. on. <laughs> well, kind of tied into new players coming in and and where they're playing and that kind of thing. 
somebody who came in who's coming for a bit of stick over over well over the season really and a lot of people I don't say I don't know what he brings it's Liam Kelly and and he was he was somebody who played pretty much every started most of the games in that good run of form those wins he was either played and came off but was certainly very involved in a lot of those performances um I think he he was he ended up with a was a suspension and then since then which kind of I think that was Rochdale possibly he came back Fleetwood Doncaster that time and he's he's not been back in the side starting much since then and I'm wondering if he's one of those players that when he plays you kind of go well I don't know really what he brings to the side but when he doesn't you then realize actually we are missing him and and I've I've always been a fan of his I've always thought He's clearly a very talented footballer. Maybe physically in a midfield, you need something a bit more dynamic, a, a bit bit more physical. But I think he, the press that we try and play, he's been very important to. He's quick. He can pick a pass as well. You know, the, the one of the when he came on against Ipswich, he picked out. I think it was Winnell for a shot that was saved. But the mm. the he's got that ability to really see a pass, and I I think we're missing him. Yeah, I mean, he's one of those players who um, fans like me rely on fans like you, Simon, to tell us that we need that guy because I'm <laughs> because I'm I'm not an intelligent football guy. I'm kind of just watch it, and the guy who scores the goal is the best player in my head, and that's the end of it. <laughs> but but then when I you know then when I'm kind of shown things, I think, oh yeah, actually this is. This guy's making a real contribution here, and I think Kelly is exactly that guy. Like you say, he he's not really ever uh, he's not really ever the star man, um, but he's I guess a bit like Gorin. You kind of notice mm. when they're not there. Yeah. Um, and um, the analogy you know, I was going to use it, it's like an ingredient in a in a dish. You know, if if that ingredient isn't in there, there's something missing. You can't necessarily put your finger on it. You know, if it's, yeah, it, yeah, you know, some seasoning, <laughs> and, and you, you'll often it's see like... in these cookery shows needs more seasoning, and it's kind of like <laughs> it still looks like a chili, or it still looks yeah. like a risotto, but because you've not put in the garlic, or you've not put in, you know, that herb, it's just lacking something. Yeah, if you there's know. if if there's no lemon in the lemon drizzle cake, I'm still going to eat the cake. Yeah, yeah? the yeah. cake's getting it's, eaten. Don't yeah, worry about it's that. It's still a cake. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still going to consume that, but when I have it, I'll think there's a lack of lemon. Lemons yeah. are yellow. We're mm. yellows. Oh, Can you see what see I'm? Where you're going. Yeah, yeah. So Liam, Liam, <laughs> lemon, Liam. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, there you go. That's, exactly. That's genius. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, where were we? <laughs> uh, Liam Kelly, yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, I absolutely agree. I think it's you can absolutely notice when he's not around. Um, mm. And, uh, you know, same as Gorin. It's, it's, he's one of those guys who, um, as soon as they're out of the team, you aren't that bothered when the team sheet comes up. But then <laughs> when you've played about 60 minutes, you, you do kind of feel it. And, yeah, he, you know, to be fair, he does actually have those kind of individual star moments as well there was mm. the was it the free kick against newcastle um yes yeah i think he's he made it 2-1 didn't he just before the equalizer yeah yeah um so and i think he, he took the free kick as well that was the header then that, that equalized right you know, okay like, yeah, i think yeah. my memory serves me right yeah so um yeah i absolutely agree he's yeah. uh you, you know when he's not there true and another player that hasn't been playing for a while and now we know i think Certainly won't be featuring for the rest of the season. Marcus McGuane, that mm. been announced that he's you know his injury 
um, what means he'll, he'll miss the rest of the season. And and talking about Kelly and not being that physical sort of dynamic type of player, that's something obviously Marcus McGrain was. And I think he's perhaps another one that more more obviously we're missing his his drive, his his abilities. Um, I guess with him not being available, well, we've we've had to cope, you know, cope without him not being there, and we'll, we'll that's now going to take us through the end of the season with him not being in the team. We'll perhaps have we've had to find a slightly different way of playing, you know, in in that he's driving from midfield rather than having the you know the Shadipo and Barker on the wings, or 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 if it's Sykes or Henry or whoever it is. We haven't got a like-for-like like replacement for Marcus McGuane, and, and I guess it's taking a bit of time for us to 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 find a little bit of a different way of playing that that's as successful. Yeah, and, and like you say, it's a it's a real shame. Um, it, when he came in, he was one of those uh, signings that got you really excited. Um, even if he was just on loan, it, you still thought this is a this is a really handy guy to have here. Mm. Um, he, he he just he's one of those guys. Who, as soon as he He's got the ball. You you're excited. You know you think um, something's gonna he's gonna create something, um, and yeah, it's a real shame that we're gonna be without him now um, for the rest of the season. You'd like to think maybe depending on what happens, you know, there's a long way to go before next season starts. A lot of things are gonna change. Maybe he mm. could uh, make a return, but I guess it depends on a huge amount. Uh, it's Nottingham Forest, isn't it? That he's yes. on loan yeah. from. Yeah. So who have who. Earlier in the season, we're struggling a bit, but they now they're now kind of uh, they yeah. some decent form and, and look sort of very safe in you know in the championship. I don't not coming down, that's for sure. I don't think um, so. Yeah. Whether yeah, it, it weirdly it might mean he's here next season. If yeah. he's he's certainly from his social media where he was saying how much he's enjoyed it. Um, the fact that you know it's not like that Marcus Brown situation where he was playing so well for us right up until the end of the season that somebody then took him, you know, Middlesbrough yeah. took him yeah. from West Ham rather than him coming to us. It was, yeah. you know, maybe we're going, we're going sadly for him. It means, yeah, you're not going to get back in the forest side. He might do. We'll, we'll, you know, we'll have to see what, what happens in the summer and where, which, obviously, which division we're in as well, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Important to that. And, and I mean, another player I was going to bring up tonight um, is uh, Shadipo. Now, mm. Perhaps you can, because I I honestly can't remember right when he came in. Was there mass excitement about him, or is he a big surprise package? I get the feeling that we were looking to bring Mark talking to Marcus Brown. Marcus Brown was kind of on the radar, wasn't he, to perhaps come back? Um, and and I think when that didn't happen, like we seem to have for pretty much every position, we have. You know, a second target and a third target. We, we, the, the the scouting network is very good at identifying more than one player for each position, and it became okay. We're not getting Marcus Brown, right? We now need to get number two target, which I guess was Shadipo, or he he was in that pool of players that that was the next level down or the next target. And I think you no, you're absolutely right. I think <laughs> I'd not heard of him. You know, I'm not. I don't don't, uh, don't mind admitting that. And and. Yeah, I don't think there was that kind of like, wow, we've got to sign him. But there was, I think there was a kind of like, yeah, he's a talent. He, you know, he might be one for the future. And and it's it's an he's an interesting player. But and I I think Carl Robinson has said this as well that 
he thinks there's more to come from him. And I, and I think he's right because he scored a hell of a lot of goals. But there are times that you watch him and you think he's really inconsistent. But then that's that's third division footballers and wingers for you. You know, he's not if he was consistent and did what we know he's capable of. If he did that in every game, he'd be in the Premier League because he's he can be that good. So I guess he might be one that's struggled with the the poor pitches. You know, a touch player, somebody who likes to dribble the ball. When the pitches are rock hard and you know a bit crumbly, or you know they're dry, they're not. They haven't. It's it doesn't suit the sort of the flair players. And hopefully with no. the weather improving, he might be one that we get more out of. Yeah. No, because I've got I've got a friend who he's not an Oxford fan, but he kind of follows the results and said to me recently he said this 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 name Shadipo comes up a lot I said was did you expect him to be this good and I, I kind of sat and thought I don't think we did I don't, I don't recall there being a big fanfare when he came in but um yeah there we go so yeah well taking him and moving on to Pompey I thought he had a, a sort of a couple of chances in the Pompey game um one where he he was he battled and chased down a, a I think a sort of a back pass got there before the keeper, and another player who you mentioned earlier Sam Winnell was I, I watched it back I watched the the chance again, and you want a centre forward to be gambling that something's going to happen and as Shadipo is heading in to challenge for this ball that was kind of a bit of a lost cause he gets the challenge and and Winnell is 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 jogging he's not busting a gut to get in the box to see if something's going to happen. And when the ball does break, he then goes for it, but he's a little bit slow to get there. The defender's got there before him. And you kind of think you want him doing more uh, than he's doing. And, uh, and there was another chance at the end that Shadipo, I think Matt Taylor got to, flicked on. And he just didn't get there in time. I think, again, watching that back at the time and watching it since... The defender gets a, the faintest flick on the ball, which just takes it away from Shadipo and the keeper gets there. So on another day, you know, Matt Taylor anticipates, you know, and instead of Winnell being there, it's Matt Taylor. And he, you know, we know what he's like in the box. He can be the real poacher. And that other, you know, the the touch from the defender doesn't happen and Shadipo scores. It's, yeah, it, I mean, it's that... fine margins. That um yeah that chance you're talking about at the end there I was sure that was one all um, yeah and it was I mean it was literally well it was overtime wasn't it because mm. we'd we'd gone past the four um so we we you know we were he was going to blow it any second after that so you'd have to think that would be a mm. um a one all but yeah I mean the Pompey game in general I I, I yeah. What frustrated me the most was Oxford's kind of reliance on the long ball, which mm. I just couldn't. Why? What's this? You know, where yeah. I just think it. I mean, it's it's an annoying form of football to watch anyway. I know some people love that. I I, I couldn't be further from that camp. I just hate it. It's just I just think it looks ugly and it's kind of a mundane way to play football. But um, it with the kind of quality we've got and the the form we're in, I I um. Yeah, I was surprised that we seem to be doing that a lot. I don't know if that was an instruction or if it was making Carl angry because <laughs> he hadn't asked for that. <laughs> I'm not sure, um, but yeah, it, it it just it was very frustrating to watch. And mm. and you know there were, I don't mind people playing that kind of game when no options are being created or there's no other option or or you know we talked earlier about the. Um, um, Nathan Holland equaliser against Newcastle. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, 
smash the ball long, see what happens. I'm not arguing with that. But it kind of seemed to be a game plan. I, oh, mm. I can't get on board with that. That was, no, <laughs> that was annoying. I, I think as well, when you've got, a, you know, whether it's Matt Taylor starting or Sam Winnell, neither are big units. You know, they're not going to go smashing into centre-halves and winning the ball or holding it up. They, you know, they're... They're kind of annoying players, you know. They'll they'll try and put the centre half off, but they're not going to be challenging a six foot four centre half to the ball. And it, it when we've got uh, towards the end of the game as, as well against Pompey, we had both Barker and Shadipa on the pitch, Winnell and um, and Taylor on the pitch, and we were trying to play it through the middle. And you think, no, you've got you've got two wingers there who who can stretch defenders, you know, they can stretch the pitch, stretch the game, and and kind of create something. And it, it didn't happen. It might just be one of those games. Pompey's away form is very good, um, and and it it's a one nil where we had a chance to equalise. You know, on another day we might have done it, and it it might be a different result. Somebody who's not played for a few games hasn't featured Dan Adji, and and you wonder whether he gives us something different up front. When Taylor and Winnell are quite similar, right? In, in my my view, they're quite similar players. Um, Adji maybe gives us a bit more direct running, a bit more strength. Um, he's obviously not in favour at the moment, but we've seen with with Sykes that doesn't mean we won't see him again. You know, because Sykes has come back into the fold playing regularly, and I don't know whether it's uh, yeah, it's kind of a bit quiet, isn't it? Um, on the Adji front, I think mm. someone. I think it was Tuesday, Tuesday night's game, Pompey. I think the Oxford Mail tweeted the um, the lineup, and someone replied with a comment about Adji, and the Mail account replied saying they'd put the question to Carl when it was being kept in house or something, mm. or it was some sort of reply like that. I think it was a bit of a, um, I don't know. I don't, I, you know, I don't want to be tabloidy and suggest or oh, maybe <laughs> something's gone on, but it does seem a bit strange. Um, mm. that I don't. Maybe he's just. Just out of out of favour, out of form at the moment. You yeah. know, he, he he um, I can't remember what the game was, but he missed an absolute sitter, and I think it was the last time he played. Um, Leetwood, I think. Yeah, it was a crazy moment. shot yeah, to he, miss. He, he just needed to put it in with his left, you know, pass the ball in with his left foot, and he kind of yeah. cut back and yeah. But I mean, it kind of it, things like that. I I mean, I'm not a sports psychologist, but it kind of screams no confidence to me. Yeah. Um, that you're you're messing about. I mean, you're a striker for God's sake, just yeah. All you got to do is hit the ball. Yeah. yeah. And if you're trying to have a perfectly open goal, to me, it kind of screams that you're not mm. that confident in yourself to score yeah. where you've got 1% of a challenge nearby that mm. you need a completely open goal. I mean, well, if you're going to wait for that, you're not going to score many goals, I'm afraid. No. Um, no. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. I mean, but but maybe it's just a waiting game. I was utterly convinced we'd never see Mark Sykes again. Mm. Um I can't believe that he's he's um uh he, that he's managed to get back on the pitch. It's, it's astonishing. I never and, thought and played well as well. He's yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. And energetic and he's he, you know he gives us some a real bit of pace from midfield when he when he breaks. So you know for all their positive attributes, James Henry isn't massively quick. Brannigan's not massively quick. Kelly, Gorin, you know they they've. Sykes has got that burst of pace, you know, he's he's kind of a little whippet sometimes when when he gets going. He's he's quite quick and direct and and yeah, I'm I'm glad he's back in. It's like all of, you know, 
I, I want all the players to be back in and playing well because that means we're successful. It's you know, yeah, and obviously yeah, all fans course. want that as well. Um, yeah, one we player on uh, sorry on uh, the game on Pom- on uh, against Pompey, a bit of a milestone then was Josh Ruffles in 300 games, and that's quite quite an achievement. I'm trying to think. It's it must be quite a while since we've had somebody play that number of games for us. Yeah, because um, I was looking for. I think I, I think you sent me something, didn't you? I was looking for the all time, and uh, just a list of all time yes. appearances. I yeah. didn't know if that existed somewhere, uh, and where he now fell on it. Obviously, I wasn't. I wasn't inquiring if he's at the top. I know he's a long way from that, <laughs> but just just out of interest, where where mm. he is in that. Um, but yeah, I mean, he, he's. Um, it's strange, Josh Ruffles, because he, I know he joined, did he join us in 2013, I think they said. But it, to me, it kind of feels like he's been with us since he was born. Mm. <laughs> uh, it feels like he's never not been at Oxford. I think he came from Coventry City, didn't he? Um, he did, yes. Yeah, but, I, th- I don't think he played many games for for them. Um, no. But, um, yeah, but, yeah, it just, it feels like he's, he's always been here. Mm. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, great milestone to get to three hundred, and um, you know, great for him. And and he he seems to kind of get better every year. He seems to bring more to the table, and he's one of those guys who a few years ago you kept thinking, well, as soon as someone else is slightly better, he'll be outside or he's a backup. Um, but he's kind of plugged away and 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 worked on his game, and he seems to seems to be getting better and better. And and you you know you, he's a solid. Uh, Solid addition to any Oxford side now, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and and a, a, a sounds patronised. A credit to himself, you know. He he's yeah. stuck around, a bit like Sam Long. You know, he's he's stuck around. He's he's a, a a utility player, or has been in the past. You know, he was he was able to do a job in in two or three positions, and and has clearly then, you know, become a left back and and done you know exceptionally well for himself. Uh, I, I think, you know, whenever you hear them talk about how well players train and fitness levels, he's an absolute machine, apparently, yeah. you know, he's, which is, again, testament to him. He's, he's keeps it. He's got the best out of his out of his career by by, you know, knuckling down and, and doing all the right things and, and doing everything correctly. And yeah, absolutely. Credit to him, so. Yeah, fair play to him. Fair play. Definitely. Um, but he, I think you were saying, Sai, before we started recording, he was asked tonight, wasn't he? Does he, does he listen <laughs> to any Oxford United yeah, podcasts? And, yeah. Uh, yeah. He said he didn't. Which he's I, not. So, so all those nice things I've said about him, you know. Yeah, he won't have heard that. So we can yeah. just slag him off now. He won't know. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> if he did say, yeah, I listen to the Fence End podcast. That's really good. I'd have gone, hi, Josh. But yeah. You know, yeah, you aren't. So, you know, you aren't yeah. in Tim's level. You think no, you are, no, Ruffles, exactly. yeah. with your name, with the E and the L <laughs> the wrong L. way. <laughs> Ruffles. He must be one of. He must. It's like it's not. It's no. Clearly, it's Ruffles. It's not. You know, it's not a different, yeah. difficult sort of name to say, is it? Really? Yeah. Anyway. He must have to correct people all the time on that. Mm. It. it it's a bit. It's a bit like Fraser. I've always got to spell that. <laughs> so, you know, I know it's not like a hard word. To, it's not a lot of letters involved, but there's always a Z or an I popping around when people yeah. write it without knowing. Yeah. So yeah, that's all right. That's all right. Yeah. Um, I guess we should probably look forward to. So M K Dons is it? Sorry, M K. It is M K Dons on um, on Saturday um, away at their place. Um, they've kind of. We were talking about it before, like you say, you, and you said a bit of a dark horse, and I think you're right. They've they picked up sort of some some 
decent results um, recently and and are you know um, where are they they're they've played a, a couple more games than us uh, three points behind but they're you know comfortably mid table not involved in the uh, shouldn't be involved in the relegation dogfight and, and picking up results um, a couple of games ago Hull beat Hull at their place so they're they're clearly a side that we should be you know we can't just go into this thinking oh it's MK Dons we'll beat them because we don't always do that and and they we came unstuck there last season if my memory serves so yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it was just before Christmas last season. I remember mm. that I was at that game. Um, it's a shame as well. Cause it's one of those away games that, as much as it's a crap kind of modern stadium, it's is so close to Oxfordshire that yeah. <laughs> it kind of always, be, especially <laughs> if you're like me and you live in Bicester on the east of the county. Yeah, it kind of feels like a home game. Um, yeah. Or the the distance you have to travel, but yeah, it's it's um, I don't know. It, 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 we don't like you say. We do seem to struggle. Um, when we've been there, um, and but we usually do quite well uh, against them at the Kassam. And I don't know if, uh, I mean, I, you know, I would say, is there any added thing that Carl's our manager and obviously he was there for so long? Um, but you know, there's no fans there and the playing staff, I must, I'd imagine, are largely all gone. So, Possibly. from that, and, and I guess he, he would be sort of well regarded there, you know, he, he yeah. his time there was, was, um, was fairly successful in in terms of getting them into the championship and you know it, it was uh yeah yeah some some managers former managers come back and they get a bit of grief um others are, are a bit more warmly received and and you know let's face it that their, their fans aren't noted for being particularly hostile um so. no and uh, yeah it's an interesting point about mk dons as well that every time i go there I just can't help but feel that what is the incentive to go there everywhere? I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> it's a, okay. As modern stadia go, it's nice to look at from the outside and all that kind of thing, but it's, it's just so soulless and lifeless and, mm. and they get, I mean, they come out with these attendance <laughs> figures. I don't know where the hell they get them yeah. from because they are not accurate. I mean, we took, did we take 4,000 one year Something and they like announced, that. they announced the thing as, as 9,000, and I yeah. thought there is no way they've even got the same number as us, let alone yeah. 1,000 more. Um, but yeah, I, it just it feels so kind of empty. And they've can't they've obviously built this thing thinking that uh, England would get the 2018 World Cup, they'd be a host city, mm. and uh, maybe they'd be in the Championship or Premier League by now. And a lot of that hasn't happened. And yeah. is it still well, Winkleman that owns them? Yeah, I believe so. Actually, yeah. that's something I've I've written down on my notes. Yes, yes, listeners, we do have notes. We do try and plan it. <laughs> well, Simon um, has notes. That <laughs> well, <laughs> um, it seems certainly the, the news today might be that Euro twenty twenty one, which was originally going to be all round Europe, and and I think Wembley hope would have one semi final and the final, or, or or certainly lots of group games and things like that. But ultimately, the 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 tournament was a pan-European tournament. Looks like that could be purely played in England, um, assuming that everything goes to plan with the roadmap and you know fans being allowed back at games and, and the, the vaccine rollouts and that kind of thing. It seems to be that UEFA want to are looking at having it in one one country, which kind of makes sense. You know, you can players can come and isolate and do all the things they need to do in terms of testing to to ensure that the players and the, and the coaching staff are, are, are as safe as they can be. And, and if you're avoiding traveling and, and going through, you know, airports and 
planes and all that sort of stuff it makes sense to to perhaps have it in one country um so maybe mk will get that <laughs> that game in the in the euros possibly that might be one that uh, that they look at you know yeah and i must say you, you touched on it there but the um I don't know where you stand on this, but the whole concept of the the pan European tournament, mm. I, I I I'm not really a fan of that. I can't. No. I I kind of like that the tournament is held by one country or two sometimes. Yeah. Um. And because what you get is you get the tournament, but you also it, it's about that country's culture for the tournament. Yeah. You can't. It's yeah. kind of embraced and that sort of thing. And I quite like that. I quite like mm. how it kind of moves around. I think with. A pan-European one. It's a nice idea taking it across the continent, but I just think you're not doing the whole tournament across the continent. You're dropping in for a game and, in most cases, leaving again. And mm. then, you know, and, I mean, in a lot of cases, it'll. I guess it's going to be the big, the big stadium or the big one or two stadiums. So if it's yeah. in Italy, yeah. it's going to be in Rome or Milan. Yeah. Whereas yeah, you know, Italian ninety, we played in Cagliari and. and Places, yeah. you know, like the, the Russian World Cup places. You think oh, I've never heard of that place. Oh, wait, where is that? You know, it's miles away. It's you know, but but it like you say, it introduces you to a to a country uh, beyond yeah. the normal big stadiums in big cities. Yeah, absolutely, and it it kind of the 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 the, the, the tournament kind of takes on the identity of that country and mm. um, it becomes becomes part of it. But yeah, you know, I mean, and, and you know. It, if they were going to do this idea anyway, I mean, they really, I know it's not their fault, but they really couldn't have picked a worse year to do a tournament across a continent, <laughs> no. could they? I mean, it's... Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. No, I do um, feel for them, but there we go. Yeah. And then yeah. beyond the uh, the MK game, we've got Peterborough, who, if we're talking about um, about MK Dons being in a run of form, well, Peterborough certainly are. Um, yeah. They're, they're a side that we, we often have some good games with either they stuff us or we've stuffed them in the past um but yeah. yeah they're on a they're on a good run of form it's one of those fixtures i just always fear <laughs> peterborough <laughs> i'm never confident against them even though like you say we have actually beaten them very convincingly mm. sometimes um i think it was that one under pep, pep. clotet yeah. era uh, yeah. was it 4-1 we, we was we, we went one nil down as well in that we game. did and, yeah 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 um I think Agon Mehmeti scored. There's a name for the ages. Yeah. It's always a. It's. Uh, I mean, we're playing them at home, but it's, that that was an away game. Always a good away game with the uh, the barge, the um, the bar on the barge, oh, which is always a yeah, you know absolutely. A, a good visit. Um, yeah. But, but so, um, yeah, yeah, very good. But uh, you're right, it's going to be a tough one. Yeah, I guess we should do some score predictions. I guess we should. Uh, what what uh, what are you going for? So MK oh. first, and then Peterborough. I'm going to be confident with MK. I think we're going to beat MK. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say a 2 0 win. Um, and Peterborough, I'm going to say a 1 all draw. Well, I'm going to go. I'm I'm kind of tempering my optimism. I think MK, I, I thought 2 0 as well. That was that was on my, in my mind. But I think Peterborough, with the form they're on and the form we're perhaps just a bit shaky at the moment. I'm going to be negative. I hope I'm absolutely wrong and say a 2-1 defeat in that game. I know, you know, you should never back the opposition. And I won't put a bet on it because I don't bet. But, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping I'm wrong, um, obviously. But it's going to be, I think, some tough games coming up. But I'd, I'd take three points from those two games quite happily. Um, yeah. Keeps us there or thereabouts. 
Yeah. And, uh, and we see where we go for the rest of the season. So. Absolutely. Um, in terms of the notes, I think I've covered everything. Anything you want to <laughs> yeah. chip in with Fraser? Anything uh, uh, that, no. that I've missed or you uh, you want to add? Um, no, I don't think so. I think that's that's all good. Uh, we did a high Tim. We did a high Dave, which was before high Tim. Sorry, yeah. Tim. <laughs> um, and if you like, yeah, if you if you're listening and you like it, do the old retweets and tell everybody about it. And uh, yeah. tell Josh if you if you see Josh Ruffles, just sort of say, you know, we we we're good to listen to. We don't slag him off. We we praised him. So yeah. um, give us a listen, exactly. Josh. If you yeah, exactly. if somebody's told you and you're listening, hi Josh, Josh. Josh. <laughs> oh, he's not going to listen now. He's not going to listen now. He can't get me. It's, he's, you know, I'm, I'm making it different. Normally, it's the surname. Um, yeah. But I thought I'd throw in a Christian name um, incorrectly uh, pronounced. <laughs> so, anyway. Thank, uh, thank you for if you got this part. Well done. Thank you for listening. And uh, goodbye. Bye. Bye.